episode of Block Talk, presented by Theater in the Now. I'm your host, as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode and leave a five-star review while you're there. Did you know there's an easy way to help support the podcast and keep the show going? Buy Me a Coffee is an incredible new platform where you, the loyal Block Talk audience, can say thank you to your favorite host. All you have to do is show support with a few taps by leaving a little tip that's just like buying me a cup of coffee. And the great thing is you don't even need to create an account. Visit buymeacoffee.com slash blocktalk to keep blocktalk going strong like a cup of coffee. And as always, follow me on Instagram at michaelblocktalk, on Twitter at blocktalknyc, and visit theaterinthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. Canada has a new batch of queens for us to all fall in love with. So who will be the queen to reign supreme? It's time to find out as season three has officially begun. And we're going to talk all things Canada's Drag Race 3. And joining me to do so is a queen from the north, Tana Nuff. How are you? I'm alive. I'm living. That's I'm a, that's recovering. important. Stampede yeah, so, is a lot. Yeah. So tell uh, the listeners a little bit about Stampede. Uh, it is the biggest outdoor cowboy yeehaw event in the world i'm pretty sure um Mm. it's kind of like a huge fair but like very country themed i guess we have like country singers come and there's chuck wagon racing and horses Mm -hmm. i don't think there's cows but there's boys oh there's cowboys cow men Mm -hmm. cowgirls get Eiffel towered outside the cowboys tent naturally naturally uh and this takes place where uh on in the calgary stampede grounds so we have like a whole area designated for it but like it keeps kind of just like growing into Mm -hmm. the city that's fun and what did you do at stampede this year um i honestly like did not do a lot but it takes a lot just the whole city is like kind of insane for a while after Mm -hmm. well during and after stampede so like i was in toronto for the first four days of stampede because i was supposed to see the weekend and then he canceled Mm -hmm. 30 minutes before the show what a jerk well it was it was rogers it was the shutdown oh gotcha um and then i came back and like me and my friends were gonna uber home from the airport and then we checked the prices and it was like 300 dollars because of stampede and so we got a ride back and um i went to uh cheat codes that mm-hmm. was fun they're like a dj group or something i don't know i know like three of their songs with artists that are like gay icons and i was like play those ones um and then i did the cowboys drag me to brunch yesterday with um monet exchange lady camden um jinx monsoon evie oddly and then michelle and carson were there and jada was supposed to be there but she missed her flight <laughs> That's still a freaking awesome lineup. Yeah, it was insane. It was, I think, 8,000 people. Damn, all right. That's that's exciting. Yeah, just like a nice way to start and the stampede, I guess, actually. It finished nice. yesterday. Well, I, I'm excited um, to talk about this episode and to have you here. I don't know if you want to share with the listeners, if you know anyone from the cast, if you've met anyone from the cast, but we'll go through it as... As we yeah. go along, people will be like, oh my God, I know this person. And then you can tell them I said nice things about them or I read them in filth, whatever. But <laughs> um, I, I, I like this cast. It's so diverse and it's so fresh. That it's 
I kept seeing people on Twitter talking about how this cast only had one person of color. And I was like, I know. So when I first posted the picture of the cast, uh, I had three people message me. It's not diverse. It's like, one, are you saying that only white queens are allowed to do makeup that is different? Two, open your eyes and do some research. It's a very diverse cast. It's like, and we have the um, Bombay is the first queen ever, like from India. She posted that on Twitter the other day. We have Chaos and we have um, Shailazan, I believe, is also Two Spirit. And yep. There's so many queens now. I'm like, and this cast also has like the strangest names. They do. There are some very interesting names here. Not that, like, not Shailazan. I mean, like, we have chaos. That's just a word. We uh-huh. have Lady Boom Boom. We, yes, yes. I'm like, just sound effects. Um, Miss Fiercelicious. I, controversial opinion. I love, I love Fierce. I do too. I'm really enjoying her, especially because I'm a big Georges fan and I'm just calling her Long Georges. Long um, Georges, Canadian Georges. Yeah, exactly. It's very, very similar. Um, but, Let's dive into this episode because we have a lot of looks to talk about this episode. Oh, quite a few. We are back in the workroom in Canada as we're about to meet 12 new queens ready to take over. Uh, the workroom, no no big changes. Um, though we have those metallic um, workroom station uh, tables, which I feel like those are expensive. Why do they have those? They look like kitchen. Like yeah, back, they do. Of, back of the restaurant kitchen, like stainless steel. Maybe they're from an old production of like um, one of the uh, a Food Network show or something. Honestly, it could be. I wouldn't. They film. They film a lot of shows in Toronto. I'm sure. Yeah, I don't know. They film at York, but. (laughs) Well, we are going to start off with our first queen, High Bottoms, which she like stole my entrance line, but that's fine. You can you can have it, Bombay. She is 29 years old and lives in Toronto by way of Mumbai. She's a supermodel who moonlights as a club kid. She is loud, colorful, and most importantly, shameless. She says she is the most chaotic drag queen you're ever going to fall in love with, and she has fallen off of ceilings and set herself on fire. I hope she does it on the show. We love that. I am obsessed with Bombay. Yeah, me too. Um, she was first, right? That's Oh, yeah, yeah. Can't yeah. yeah. the way of Mumbai. Um, what was the Instagram to look at the look? Sorry. Um, drag.lux. Listeners, drag.lux for all the help you need when it comes to drag race looks because they are um, very good at screenshots. I'm not very good at screenshots. Um, mostly because I don't know how to take screenshots one world of wonder because they block it from us here in America. Oh, I um, do not doubt that. But yeah, I, I enjoy her. Let, let's talk about her look. The look is by Paper Mache, hair by Wig Zaddy, jewels by Nina Spade, nails by Pinkies. Um, you know, you, you're never going to know exactly what you're going to do in the first episode. So you want to be safe um, when you do an entrance look. You want to yeah. look good, but you want to still show who you are. This, I think, was a very safe look. It was nothing too special. Um, but she is making sure that she is present. She is big and she is blue. Um, it does veer a little bit into the world of arts and crafts. I'm not going to lie. The hair is large and she's stoned in her face, which was fun. Um, not my favorite entrance look, but it worked. It's it's classic Bombay. It's yeah, elevated for like a regular drag look. I'm not good, but I don't want to say like what it's not good for drag race. But it's it's classic. Like I know she's bringing more. That's yeah, better. But this is oh, just abso- probably absolutely her, like, most chill look. 
yeah, if if she knew that she was going to get blown in the face by a lot of um, wind fans and everything, this is fine. She, hair she's was just <laughs> yeah. go out of control. Um, I will, I'll give this look a two. Two, hundred percent. Audience was sixty eight percent to thirty two percent boot. Next up, representing the trans and Asians correctly, it's Kimmy Couture, twenty five from Ottawa, and she's here to break the Asian curse. She sings, she can dance, she's got the looks, um, and she's got a mouth. She's very mouthy. Yeah, she really, she's not afraid to say what she feels like saying. I wish no, I was that not way. at all. <laughs> yeah, she is very, very confident. Um, that is not me, but good for her. Um, this look is by Trinity King. I love it. I know who she is. She looks great. The only thing I didn't love is that she had yellow lace heels. Like, why not make them white to go along with the rest of the look? Big miss. They're also like quite chunky laces. I think I have those shoes. And <laughs> really? It's like rope. I have oh, them in God. black and green, I'm pretty sure. I a white shoe, a pink shoe. Yeah, it shoe. just didn't work with this full-on look with the storytelling. She has the human hair though. She does have the human hair. That is a very pretty unit. Um I'll give very it, nicely. Yes, I will give this a toot. Other than the shoes, too. Audience, 67% toot, 33% boot. Um, now, Bombay is going to tell her representation, representation come through. Uh, she thinks she's another beautiful person of color. We love that. And we're going to learn that Kimmy is from the House of Couture and Isis is her drag mother. She's feeling pressure, but she's here to represent herself. Um, we've never really had like back-to-back family members win any of the Drag Race franchises before. No. Um, do you, is, it, is it like a curse to go after someone in your family or do you think there's a chance cammy could take it all i mean if you look at some of the other times that it's happened in the past like aja didn't do very well dolly mm-hmm. did horribly and then candy mm-hmm. made top three right but then aja definitely should have made it to the finale of all stars but that's true that's true um i feel like usually it is kind of a curse but it really like it depends on how much you rely on that yeah it's interesting because we know Isis, she always, at least on the show, seemed very calm, cool, collected, and very, very, very kind. Kimmy is not that. Uh, there's every family has one, the mouth. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then there's the chill one and the dumb one and the mom. And what are you of your family? I mean, I'm like the chill one, the dumb one, the prettiest, the mm-hmm. funniest. There it is. The only one that doesn't have any work done. <laughs> shade <laughs> all right holy fuck it's nice in here wonder who paid for all this better not be chief and council it is Shilazan larue from treaty six territory saskatoon saskatchewan um now for us americans those are a lot of words that we may not fully understand can you explain yes. it for us okay so uh treaty six land is like where like um oh my god i definitely should know this but my brain is blanking i live on treaty seven okay territory which is alberta so that's like um the siksika the sunny uh the blackfoot the stony nakoda Mm -hmm. which basically um i believe there's different treaties that were made and now they refer to certain areas as treaty six land treaty seven land because obviously we all live on stolen land point blank Mm -hmm. period I don't care who you think you are. We all live on stolen land. It belonged to somebody before it belonged to us. Yes, don't be an asshole. Um, and I guess 
in Canada recently, it has been a, a lot more of a hot topic, especially with like um, all of the bodies that have been found in residential schools. And honestly, it's like Canada is finally starting to acknowledge the fact that we did play a part in mm-hmm. a lot of the like horrible, shitty things that um, colonizers did to the indigenous people. Because there was a long time where we were like, yeah, we were there. Mm-hmm. And like, we're finally kind of starting to acknowledge that we really, really fucked up. Yeah. Like, it was genocide. It was horrible. And having this representation on like a, a national scale for Canadians and queer Canadians is so incredible. And I think every season we've had Indigenous queens mm-hmm. and people representing Two Spirit and like it's just incredible and it's so amazing to have these people blasted into a position where they can have a bigger voice and they can champion for their queer indigenous brothers and sisters and it's iconic absolutely um now speaking of iconic we we just said some very very positive things and now we have to talk about this look um no designers no. list um <laughs> She says her look is simple, elegant, and unapologetic, unapologetic, or as I like to call it, basic and cheap. I have always said that they give us like an entrance look, but like don't do your best. But I hope she can do better because this was horrendous. Like it's a hoodie with stones on. It's boring. The boots were boring. The hair was boring. Who let her out of the house? It the the stonework. I would if you're gonna put words on something in a stone. It can't just look like you threw the stones right. at it. Like, like I've done that on it. Yeah, I've done that on a shirt when I needed it to be cheap and didn't care about it because it was going to get dirty in an hour. Right. It was also like, I don't, obviously she probably didn't, she tried it on and like eyeballed it because it's mm-hmm. way too high up. So her hair is covering it. Yeah. And it like, until she said like, stay deadly, I was like, right you didn't know what it said um yeah yeah, it's a boot it's a boot boot also she she said this is human (laughs) is it uh that's exactly what i was gonna say baby that's Um, awfully shiny for some human it sure is uh the audience 12 percent to 88 percent boot 12 percent of you um you're very kind very very kind (laughs) well as kimmy says she's got a hoodie in the closet she says she's a smart bitch because at least she's comfy and it's true Uh, there have been rumors that People said this sequence takes around eight hours to film. Yeah. Yeah. It's a it's lot. A long time from what I've mm-hmm. heard. Now, Shelazon reminds uh, them that she's the first Saskatoon and Saskatchewan queen, and she is a content creator on TikTok. And don't worry, we'll discuss that point later on this episode. She does create a lot of Indigenous works, comedy, and speaks publicly about Indigenous issues. She says she will be bringing indigenousness, sickeningness, and good human hair wig. And uh, yeah, like you said, she's human. Really? Really? That's human? It's the layers, the yeah. curls. She, she needed a comb. She needed a brush. She needed a reset. Uh, she needed some powder. I've never seen human hair that that's, that's like that <laughs> yeah. shiny. Do you have a human hair wig uh, unit? I have four. Oh, look at you, fancy. Someone's got a sugar daddy. Kidding. Unfortunately not. My (laughs) bank account hates me. Hey, you're a drag queen. What do you expect? Right? (laughs) (laughs) 
All right, Jada, Shada Hudson, what's good? He turned up. Uh, that's right. This is Brooklyn's friend from that show on that other network, Jada Shada <laughs> Hudson, the original throat goat. Uh, she's here to swallow the competition. I've never met anyone who's proud to be called a throat goat. I have. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Um, she was born and raised in Barbados, the land of Rihanna. Uh, her hair by Ophelia Man- Manson. Look by Jeff Christensen. Nails by Chlor Beauty. I think this was a fun look. I was impressed. I love this look. I have literally never heard a bad thing about Jada Shada Hudson. And I'm so excited that she finally was put on. Yeah. Um, it's definitely a dance look. So I hope she does get down. I like how she is going to be like, I will give the kids what they call sexy. And I'm still proud of my size. That being said, I want bigger hair. Yeah. It needed. Like, Proportions. I'm, I'm a flat hair girl. Mm-hmm. And that needed, it just needed some like volume in the front. Even yep. if it was like just not straight hair, like it was like a little wavy, I think it would have given it a little bit more, but it's still gorgeous. Yeah. It's a toot. Toot. Audience 83% toot, 17% boot. Now, Bombay knows her as Jada is not just another Toronto queen. She is the Toronto queen. Um, can I've we confirm that? that? Well. Is she the Toronto queen? She's like the name in Toronto. I, before I had ever even been to Toronto, anyone that I, but they were like Jada Shada Hudson, Jada Shada Hudson. She's an icon and I would love to see her perform one day. I didn't get to when I was down there because obviously almost all of these girls are like touring and busy now. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I remember season one, everyone said the same thing kind of like about Tainomi. Yes. Um, know Jada was also like very, very, like people wanted Jada Shada Hudson on season one too. Like, it was she here? waited her damn time now we're gonna learn that jada did give bombay some of her few first few drag spots as a performer which we love we love connections on the show but yeah jada's finally on drag race and they are not ready now excuse me canada she's ready to snatch that crown she's miss mosu and she's here to make a wig impact on this competition now i'm not going to age shame but she and I are allegedly the same age. And according to that confessional look, I look great for my age. Can I ask what that age is? 35. Okay. I'm the, the amount of queens that are like still like young and fun at 35 mm-hmm. and like dressing cute, looking cute, not aging themselves. I'm like, okay. And then, yeah, there's the queens that like to have the like, demure older woman vibe like jinx monsoon has been doing it forever mm-hmm. but since she's been in her 20s yeah literally yeah miss mosu <laughs> um not for me uh she says she will bring fashion beauty some comedy and she's got a few surprises under her wig and i say good luck you're bald um the look by lucinda mew hair by wig zaddy jewels by nina spade Leopard print is fine. It's a cohesive look, but it's very uninspiring. Also, maybe it's a thing that I just can't stand. We're gonna, I'm going to mention it many times in this episode. I hate mullets. They're not for me. Um, drag mullets are, at least you can take those off. The ones who keep their mullets in real life. Well, we'll talk about you two later. Um, I think it's going to take me a long time to warm up to Miss Mosu. I agree. I also just the like plumes of ostrich that just look like they were blown onto her, but there's yeah. so many more on the shoes. Yeah. Um. I want to say something so mean, but 
but I'm just not going to. Okay, fine. If I was Wig Zaddy, I would have said, you can't wear that on TV. I know he makes some incredible hair. Brilliant. I've gotten hair from him before. Was it incredible? Um, I... I don't know. He's also super busy right now. Like, call me mother. Mm-hmm, like, true. he's doing his own thing. So maybe certain things have taken a backseat. Not that that's a bad thing. Like, live your life, get your bag. Or maybe true, this true. is an old wig. Because I know that, like, he's not super new, but, like, relatively newish. Yeah. Like, I'm, he's been doing hair for a long time. But, like... Yeah, I mean, because I always do the call-outs of the designers because I love to... Yeah give people credit where credit's due uh, and wigs that he's been there since season one yeah. I know last season not so much because obviously call me mother uh they were yeah. very very busy with that show yes. um but yeah I, we've seen some incredible wigs from wigs this one was yeah. maybe not it i mean he's done some like in amazing incredible wigs for my drag mother farah and like i i bought like a ton of wigs from him and i've only ever had one styled and i i just think that maybe him and I like didn't brains just got confused it was also like right when he went to go film call me mother so I'm assuming he was like Tana you dumb bitch why couldn't you have waited like a month and a half yeah but Uh, unfortunately Miss Mosu (laughs) it's true Miss Mosu it's a boot boot audience 29% to 71% boot now Mosu and Jada are sisters they have hosted parties before and Jada is mind blown that she is there now, obviously, we all we, we know someone who's been on the show, know someone who knows someone who's been on the show. Did they really not have any inkling that they were going to be there together? Come on. They probably talked about it. Because, like, I, I obviously, for episode 500, just had the Brat Pack on. Yeah. And they stand by it that they did not know that each other was going to be on, especially Cynthia. But I'm like, come on. If you are as close as you are, they know. have to believe it. But come on. I know how it works, at least in America. And like, I knew the second one queen from season 15 asked one designer that we all mutually know for a wig, we knew who it was. We knew knew exactly who it was. Yeah. It's also like when somebody gets on, they like kind of reach out to a lot of people in the community and be like, hey, can I borrow this? Like, hey, like, he, he. And like, they knew. I knew that they were all on together. Yeah. Did I know who Um, they were? No. Exactly. Yeah. Not that uh, they're not big names. I didn't know anybody at that time. That's fair. All right. Hi, my name is Giselle Lullaby, mystery reporter and woman of the people, and tonight a drag queen. She is Giselle Lullaby, 33 years old. Boucherville is where she lives, but now in Montreal. Um, I was not expecting that confessional look. Who is this imposter? Yeah. It, uh, <laughs> that, what? Who is that? That's a lot of hair. Where's that uh, hair yeah. go? Well, same thing with Thorgy. Yeah. I'm like, and, and, and Scarlet Envy when she had the longer hair. I was like, how do you, because your wigs are perfect. How do you do this? Well, she used to do feed-ins. Oh, really? She used her natural hair and then just put like a fall on the back. That makes sense. That checks out. But yeah, uh, Giselle, wow. Um, well, people know her by her amazing sense of humor because she's stupid. She's stupid enough to be pretty or pretty enough to be stupid. You decide. Okay. I, I enjoy her. She's fun. Very my vibes. Um, she's pretty. For, yeah, for me, she's a little more accessible compared to um, someone she used to backup dance for, who I still am like, you are an alien. Read about you. You're an alien. <laughs> yeah, completely. Um, all right. This look is by Stefan Scott de Césaire. Look by Giselle. 
Um, she looks expensive and stunning. I love the hair. It's that new trend with the stones, but it's done in a very subtle way and not like Christoph Mecca does for Cam Hugh all the time. Um, right, we yeah. love feathers when they're supporting the look and not taking over. The peach is a beautiful color on her. I think she's going to be contender. Boot. <gasps> Why didn't you like it? Tell me, tell me. Okay. The fabric. This sounds so weird. And I have no stake. Oh my God, my ring light. Um, I've like, the fabric is giving like 90s curtains, like okay. in a little girl's room. The feathers are chunky. And you can see that where her tight comes up. And then they mm-hmm. rhinestone the be- like the waist of the tight, but you can still just see the tight. The shoe is silver fair. when the rest of the look is leaning like warm tones. Mm-hmm. And I don't like love the hair. All right, that's fair. That's fair. It stoned hair is definitely an acquired taste. I like stoned hair. I just feel like the mixing of all of these different shades of peach is like washing out her nap, like the, the her actual skin. That gotcha. Because mm-hmm. the tight leans warm, and then her she's a cool tone. Like like her skin is cool toned, so she just looks like super washed out in the face in like the like abs that she is showing. Yeah, that checks out. I can see that. I'm gonna give her a two. I'm gonna keep it at a boot. <laughs> all right, the audience eighty five percent to fifteen percent boot. Now, she's been doing drag for 13 years, starting as a backup dancer for Rita Vega. Whoever approved the photo of them should be reprimanded. Those photos are supposed to be in the archives of Instagram, so no one could ever see them. I mean, she doesn't look horrible. She looks like a baby queen. Rita. Bad. Future host of a drag race. Bad. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. But as she... Uh, Miss Mosu says Giselle Lullaby has the quietest name for the loudest bitch in the room. I didn't really see that from this episode, but I have a feeling that was taken from a different uh, confessional uh, moment. Yeah. Or just them working together in the past yeah. or something. All right. After Owl is said and done, the chaos has just begun. Can I get a hoot hoot? It's chaos and she's your favorite pansexual prairie princess. I think she's Fun. How did this bitch not get on Dragula, Slay Queen? Um. So I know chaos. Yeah. Our Calgary queen. She used to do my hair. Um. But now she's famous. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I literally just did a show with her. She was also in the Cowboy Show. Oh, nice. Um. She is just like a wild girl. I can tell. watching her perform. She. She flips, she goes wild. And I never saw her perform when she was like doing my hair and stuff. And she was like, oh yeah, like just like didn't say anything about it. And then I watched her perform one time and I was like, how do you not have like a broken neck, a concussion? Like she goes wild. I I think she also has like completely different makeup than almost anyone we've ever seen. She spends so much time gluing thousands of rhinestones to her face every time she performs and they don't fall off good for her now for those who listen to my dragula recaps we all know that i have a fear of um, the gauge earrings um terrified those are big i those are big ones feel like she has grown them since i saw her last or made them bigger um i never really notice it because her hair always looks so nice like her boy hair yeah. But I was always just like staring at her boy hair because it's always so perfect. Um, 
yeah, I don't know. I also don't like them and I have been told they have a smell. So I'm like very scared of them. I have heard that too. I've had um, some friends have some odors because they didn't take care of them. If you take care of them, you're fine. But um, this look, Vanity and Sanity, Designs, Nails by Hayden Lee, Hair by Drag Daddy Wigs, and Jewels by Ruby Hyman. Uh, She's an owl. The execution and craftsmanship of this look is stellar. The feather colors are perfectly placed. There is a lot going on, but the chaos is coordinated. The beat is perfect. I love this look. I was not expecting to like it Mm -hmm. um i love it it's so cool she loves a feather moment clearly she must have inspired the uh promo look i mean also her promo was the best i fully promise i'm not like biased towards her because you're you're allowed i had no reason to be yeah but so far i'm like wow she's actually really like stunting on these hoes Mm -hmm. absolutely because it's unexpected um, this was a really fun, smart look. I'll give it a toot. Can I shoot it? Oh. Sure. The audience, really 80, like 86% toot, 14% boot. They were, they're, they're a fan of it. All right. Why be fierce when you can be fierce-alicious? It's the trade of the season. It's Miss Fierce-alicious, and she is the hottest bitch in Canada. Is that true? Is she the hottest bitch in Canada? Like, Does she beat you? Are you hot? Or out of drag? Uh, both i'm hotter yeah there we go there it is um she says she is more than a pretty face she's good at modeling and acting she's going to be acting like she likes the girls oh so cute so sweet i love her being like i'm more than a pretty face i'm also good at modeling which is being a pretty face while walking literally Oh my God, I'm going to enjoy her. Uh, look by Lucinda Mio, hair by GL Walton, nails by Candace, hair by American Richard, and jewels by Amped Accessories. Oh. We love them. Listeners, you have a couple more days to go enter the giveaway on my Instagram, which the prize package includes a little $100 toward Amped Accessories. Go do it. I love Amped Accessories. We love Amped Accessories. Um, That's my grandma. Grandma? Yeah. When, when, when that bitch does drag? Never, ever. The once in <laughs> a, a year. Literally. I don't think that's happened this year yet, but. Not yet. There's still time. Um, this look is very cute. I love the lavender and the stones. She is a skinny bitch who can work anything on that body. The glasses are cute. And yeah, the hair is young and fresh. This is ex- exactly what I expect her to walk in with. I, yeah, I, I would kill to just steal all of Fierce Lucius's outfits they're so good yeah and she's she knows how to work it yeah the hair is incredible i hate Um, the glasses i will say that they're they're a choice they definitely i mean it's a a choice i'll give it a two oh yeah two total two audience 83% toot 17% boot giselle calls her perfection and fierce delicious says that she's all natural all, all gorgeous and all finesse she tells everyone that everybody either loves her or jealous of her because they can't be her um we know those people they they exist um now shellazan will note that she is also a tiktok queen to which our miss fiercy will say you're a tiktok queen like she's never heard of her before because she hasn't she definitely hasn't so dismissive but miss fierce alicia says that she's a tiktok queen of toronto and jada joking was is going to be like oh if you're 2,000 followers she's like no actually it's 250,000 followers and Shelazan will be like, oh, well, I mean, 
I have 470,000 followers. Mic drop. I'm not sure if I love Shellazon, but I just love this moment because it was funny. It was. It was a lot. It was. That's like double the amount of followers. I feel like Fierce Delicious has more TikTok clout, though. Probably, probably. Because she had that whole, like, beef with James Charles. Oh, I did not know that. I'm not a TikToker. I'm a little old for the TikTok. Okay, so she made a TikTok, um, like, doing James Charles's voice. And he commented and was, like, said something that was, like, kind, like, nice. Like, he was mm-hmm. like, haha, close, but you didn't get it. And she fully responded and was like, yeah, well, fuck you. Like, you're a predator. And I was like, I love you, fears. Wow. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. Well, apparently now her TikTok is, career is canceled because she's not number one on the cast. Very funny. Very <laughs> funny. Um, I'm sure they're going to do a TikTok collaboration one day. Probably. They'll be on tours together. Absolutely. All right. Finally, an excuse to take off the plastic. She is Vivian Vanderpuss and she's Victoria's vintage vixen and cat fanatic. Uh, she would do very well as a Brooklyn hipster. Oh, yeah. Also a good drag name, Brooklyn Hipster. There it, ooh, that's a good one. Um, she is inspired by old Hollywood glamour like Liza Minnelli and Elaine Stritch, both of whom are known for the stage, but sh- I'm going to give her a pass. Um, she's going to bring camp and joy in a little drama. Her look is by Chloe Prusa. I love A Queen of the Perspective. This look was hilarious. The pattern is god-awful, but the cut of the dress is beautiful. It fits her so well. The fringe tassels, she did that. Um, it's vintage and the color story sells well with the gloves. Magnificent. I really hope she gets the praise she deserves as a camping queen. We're going to see, but uh, camping queens in Brooklyn Heights don't necessarily match well. Yeah. I love this look. The shoe doesn't match at all. And Not at all. You can tell it's a double stacked wig and they had two different colors of blonde. And that just like is a tiny little thing, but it like drives me insane. Fair, fair. Um, but I like it. The reveal was a little messy, but not as messy as the next one. So, <laughs> yeah, it's a pass. Uh, I'll give it a two. I like it. Audience, 72%, 28% boop. Uh, she has no clue who the other queens are, so she's glad she has the biggest hair. Um, <laughs> I find that interesting that she doesn't know who the other queens are, but I, I, I'm sure she knows of them at least. I feel like I'm kind of similar, though. Like, if I, when I get on. When? Day, um, when? Yeah, when. <laughs> I I'm kind of bad for like looking at other local queens or like queens throughout the country because I just kind of like stay in my own world and like That's vibe fair. and like hang out with my little drag friends and I'm like yay haha so like the ones the girls that I knew I knew and the girls that I didn't I was like I've never heard of this girl before good for her she got on yeah good for her all right, boom, there she is. Bonjour, bonsoir. She is Lady Boom Boom. She is 25 from Quebec City. She moved to Montreal to pursue her dream of being a seamstress as she has been sewing her whole life. She sewed for her dolls and now she is the doll. I love that as she was walking in, someone said, it's lemon. And Giselle is like, it's better than lemon. I died. <laughs> I literally died. Um lemon i love you i know you and i we have our thing whatever but this was mean shady this was just hilarious i just love that anytime anyone wears yellow hair and drag now people are like are you lemon 
literally, literally. Um, look by Poe, hair by a lady, boom, boom. She is walking pop art. She made her name known as literally all over her body. I love that her tattoos blended in so well with the nude bodysuit. But yeah. it's a bodysuit. It's elevated, but she knew how to sell it. But yeah, you're right. That that little reveal didn't work. It Well, because she had two. She had a top and a bottom. Yeah. And she walked out, took the top off, and like threw it there. So you didn't really see that there was one. You just kind of saw the tail end of it. Right. And it came out and it had this like messy, like, ooh. But the body is right. The body is very right. Body it is, is a very good body. Uh, it's a toot. Two. Audience 88% two, 12% boob. Giselle is happy to see her baby from Montreal. She says she's tiny, but she's TNT like dynamite. She's there to prove that hard work makes her dreams come true. And she's also there to learn English. Um, very funny, very funny because it's a thing. All right. Maybe next her detri- up. detriment though. Drag race is never it, kind to girls that are not super good at English. It's true. So. It's definitely, yeah. Anybody want a boogie? Because I'm here to have a real good time. I love her name and I can't wait to say it every single week. It's Irma Gerd and she is 32 years old from St. John's, Newfoundland. And she is part of the 1% that disinfectants miss. Um, She has a yellow mullet and I would appreciate her getting rid of that yellow (laughs) mullet. Please. Um, She's also a booger. She's no... I know she's 32. Why? What did you think? Older or younger? I thought she was like my age. So I was like, ew. You can't be on TV when you're my age. How how old are you? I'm 23 as of last week. Okay. Well, happy birthday. I hope you had a good birthday. It was, I don't remember it. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's how it should be at age 23. It's been too many days. Um, uh, She's known for being weird, wild, and wonderful and unpredictable. Uh, The look is by Garbage Phil. She is wearing a booger dress in honor of her drag collective, the Flem Fatales. I like it. It's campy. She's campy. I think the purple hair pairs well with it. So um, it worked for me. I think that I like that she's going to give you the weird. And if you don't like it, it's probably because you don't get it. I don't like it. Right? <laughs> what, what is it because it's a booger? It's a big old booger dress? No. Didn't we get... We got Jan did a look like this. We got so many of these in like yes, two consecutive seasons that now it feels boring. Yes, we had like this seen it in every color. That's fair. That's fair. That's that's very true. Yep. It just, I don't know. She feels like Diet Utica. <laughs> okay, I can see that. Yeah. Um, I'll give it a toot. I'm going to boot it. I don't like it. That's fair. Audience, 68% toot, 32% boot. So kind of mixed. Uh, well, when she walks over to the group, she asks where she's asked where she's from, and she proudly announces Newfoundland. And Miss Fierce Delicious is like, "That's international." Is she that dumb? Yeah, I've in the I've heard her say some dumb shit before. <laughs> we used to um, play Among Us together, and she would. There was a few times that I thought that that girl had brain damage. <laughs> That's funny. Um, all right, so how is your Canadian geography? Could you help us out about Newfoundland? Okay, so Newfoundland and Labrador is one of the provinces in Canada. Oh, why did I say it like that? Um, and it's, um, if anyone knows of the Titanic, I believe it did oh. sink quite close to Newfoundland, actually. Oh, cool. Um, it's, okay, I'm actually really bad at geography. 
but I know it's, it's like it's the East Coast. Yeah, it, it's the East Coast. It's like on the Ontario side of Canada, whereas like I'm on the BC side of Canada. So the only like gotcha. coastal stuff we have is BC and like Vancouver. They have like Newfoundland, Labrador, um, that other place, New Brunswick. Mm-hmm. A lot of news, no olds, yeah. and Novas. Yes, Nova Scotia. Um, yeah, I she's definitely de- bringing a different perspective, and I guess maybe that's why they brought her on to represent an area that's not been on the show yet. But um, she's quirky. She's interesting. She's been like rumored. I feel like, or because the, there's Ermagod and Umagod, I believe, and I think they're both sort of in similar areas of Canada, and I believe like mm-hmm. both of them are pretty high picks or have been pretty high picks the last few seasons because there's not a ton of drag out there. Yeah. Like there is, but it's just not as like saturated as like Canada, Canada, Calgary, Edmonton, Vancouver, Toronto, Mm -hmm. like Ottawa. Well, let's talk about another Toronto queen. Got me. It's model actress and mattress. Hello, Bay. And she didn't just come here to slay. She came here to make conservatives uncomfortable. She says her shows are about props, storyline and politics. She's going to be an MP one day. And her look is by Casper, hair by wigs, zaddy gloves, and shoes by Halal Bay. I think it's so funny and hilarious that she's doing a meat dress, obviously. Uh, the beat is quite fun, though the mustache does get lost, which is going to be a theme for this episode. Yeah. Uh, she's campy and unapologetic, and that's what drag should be sometimes. That hair, though, no to those bangs. Fix them. I, I can't. The mustache, all just like oh, this is the only time that you can kind of tell it's a mustache, not like a weird shadow from like right, maybe her hair. I don't know because it either looks like a shadow or just like the weirdest like Jimbo in the talent show lip, right? Mm-hmm. Like just big black and like your whole face, right? I it looks is it construction paper? I'm not sure what it's made of, but it's definitely arts and craftsy. Like it's fine. I feel like maybe making it look a little like wet would have looked like like meat. I don't know. I'm a vegetarian. Yeah. Um, her like the one side is great though. Like that makeup mm-hmm. is stunning. The gloves yes. are nice. It's fine. I'll give it, it a could two. have been better. A soft two. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, because it definitely could have been better. Uh the audience 69% to 31% boot. Now, Bombay doesn't know what retirement home she was broken out of, but she is glad that she they did because that's her mama. Uh, family relations on Drag Race. Finally, they acknowledge it, kind of. Right? Is this officially the first mother-daughter duo that's been on the show at the same time? Technically, um, Tamisha Aman is Lala Ree's drag mother. Oh, right. But they talked about it for like two seconds. And then, right. and, like, and then it was Lala Ree being like, I don't acknowledge her as my drag mama. Um, yeah. I would say this is the only like actual mother daughter that we've had on the same season or like siblings even. Yeah. Because Brat Pack um, are like a girl group. They're not like right, related, not, I don't think. Exactly. Yeah. Well, Halal sees a lot of familiar faces, including Jada Shada Hudson. And we will learn that seconds since her arrival that she and Jada might have hooked up. Um, and Jada will tell us that they had a little moment on Grinder. What does that mean? A little moment on Grinder. They swapped pics or something. Uh-huh, so they never did it in person. I th- feel like if it's a Grinder moment, they never actually like touched. 
But now they have a chance. Have not for too long. Um, but yeah, yeah, that was a, that I, I love little moments like that. And I think that's what I enjoy about at least Canon Draggers right now is that everyone does have some sort of connection. And when you do, it just makes the energy in the room better. There's nothing, uh, yeah, nothing wrong with complete yeah. strangers, but it just makes the energy, at least for the first episode, feel um exciting and not be like, oh my god, we're trying to figure out who we are. This is small talk. We don't like small talk. This was yeah. actually fun. Yeah, I I appreciate when like people know each other. Yeah. Is there anyone that you would freak out if you were on the same season with them? For good or for bad? Um <laughs> for good, I feel like I don't want to go on with another Calgary queen because then that's too much. But yeah. like if I saw like Van Gogh from Toronto, I'd be like, mm-hmm. or like Aurora Matrix. I don't know what that sound was. Um, Xanax from Vancouver. Like all mm-hmm. these people that I was like, fr- I well, I've known Aurora for quite a while. She went to university with one of my friends. And then Van and Xana, we all played Among Us on Discord during the pandemic with Fierce Delicious a few times, actually. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, st- I don't know, I still talk to them. And I just like, if I ever walked in and saw them, I'd be like, oh my God, I have a friend. And also like stiff ass competition, but. Yeah. Yeah, I, I always love when those connections happen. And I mean, I'm personally excited for season 15 because three contestants have been on the podcast before. So that's oh. exciting. Uh, and two of them are not in the same city right now, but they are very good friends. So I'm excited to see that interaction happen. But. I can't say anything else. I'm so excited. I don't know anything else. I don't know spoilers. Don't ask. Don't even try. I'm staying away from it because I will cry if I hear things that are not positive. <laughs> um, all right. The alarm sounds, and you know what that means? It's a message from your host, Brooklyn. Uh, wait, RuPaul. Why has she not handed over the reins to Brooklyn Heights to do these messages? Every other host is able to do it except for Brooklyn Heights. Um, I don't know. Canada, they really... They kind of fuck us over a lot. <laughs> Not like actually, but I don't know. I've heard some like weird stuff about like reasons why we like kind of have RuPaul and why we don't. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I don't know. I, I kind of like seeing RuPaul at least though, because then we kind of still have that crossover. Yeah. That's I true. That's true. have heard that the reason that Priyanka wasn't asked for all winners was because they're only allowing um, girls that were judged by RuPaul to be on. That's a rumor that I heard as well, because I know she was technically, I believe, an alternate. Um, uh, it would have been a better season, personally, because I think she would have had a, a more fun energy that um, the old folks didn't quite bring. Um, yeah. I love Priyanka. She was so sweet at DragCon. I, I, she saw me at DragCon and was like, oh my god, how are you? And I was like, you remember me? The fuck? That's I was like, so the last cool. time you saw me, you were blacked out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she just seems like the right winner, the first right winner. But She's so um, sweet. She is. Brooklyn and her terrible mullet arrive. There's another mullet. Get rid of it, please. Technically, Vivian has a mullet, but that's more of like just curly hair that falls into a mullet, and that's just unfortunate for her. Um, so I don't think it's a, d- a design mullet on her head. But um, she welcomes her nieces at the North to season three. And then we're going to get daddy brad and arrive followed by choice tracy melcher so once again no mention of the disappearance of amanda bruegel will someone solve this mystery or do i need to do a true crime podcast i miss her because sometimes i just want to know like does this weird tv voice 
I like if she was busy doing Handmaid's Tale, that's fine. Just tell us that she was too busy to do it. But they were like, here's her, your host. And it's like, she's not here. And no one's being like, oh, we're going to miss you. Have a great season. Or at least be like, oh, yeah, Stacy's back. Yeah, she's <laughs> Stacy. Uh, who? Um, and you know what? Remember when Jeffrey Boyer Chapman was a guest on All Star 7 this year? And no mention of Canada's Drag Race. Because <laughs> we're going to. Re- try to pretend that never happened oh god not the Edmonton uh, boy alright well let's go through the prizes shall we a sickening supply of beauty products from Shoppers Drug Mart now I know that we Americans are mocking it a little bit that it's a convenience store supplying them makeup but they're legit right that's a good price yeah. right yeah I mean it's not like a convenience store it's um, it's like a um, what's that thing you guys call it Oh my god! Like a kind of like an Alta or um, okay, 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 yeah. All right, fine, that's that. better. We, we can go yeah. with that. Like it has a like beauty, food. a beauty it's, supply store. It's well, it's like it has like food and like home stuff, like medication. Like there's a pharmacy. Some of them have a post office. It's kind of like a general ish store, uh, but like okay. nice. So for us, it's yeah. kind of like a CVS. That's what I was a, trying to think. Which yes. is a convenience store. Yeah. Um, I thought a convenience store is like a 7-Eleven. Oh, uh, they're kind of similar. I guess, yeah, we kind of blumped them in together a little bit. Um, they're also going to get $1,000 from Trojan. Uh, we love condoms. $100,000. Um, $100,000 from Trojan. With 1000 Trojan. <laughs> with 1000 Trojan condoms. Now, and then, do they get a crown and scepter from our friends at Amped Accessories? Devin, tell us, please, or you're not allowed to tell us yet. You're probably not allowed to tell us. I can't remember if he's told me or not. He didn't tell me either because because we I had him on as my finale guest for um the finale of season two, obviously because the crown and scepter he designed. Yeah. Um, and I think at that time he's like, I don't know if I'm doing it again. I was like, but well, you probably are. He's like, probably. I don't know. We'll find out. Um, either way, I'm not allowed to tell any secrets. I signed contract. Of course, actually, I don't think I did. I'm not affiliated with Amped Accessories in any way. If any Drag Race producers are watching this, I just know him. There it is. That's it. Um, for this mini challenge, they will be doing a rooftop fashion show in a category called Sissy That Sidewalk, a.k.a. Streetwear Chic. Um, now, what would you do if you had this category? I love streetwear. And none of these girls did streetwear. Their version of streetwear is very interesting. I don't know if the list that they were given was different because obviously sometimes mm-hmm. they get like a different name than what the thing is. But streetwear is like, it's like a lot of like um, K-pop-y style is very streetwear. Yeah. So it's like elevated classics. It's right. pants, it's skirts, it's like Adidas, but elevated like it's right regular everyday clothing but it's just elevated in some way that makes it stand out or look different or look better and nobody did straight there maybe i have a different idea because i've always said like i dress like i like streetwear like something that you can see somebody in but like it's not entirely like necessary i guess mm-hmm. like it's not jeans and a t-shirt but it but- is and let's go through what the queens did end up showing categories streetwear chic and in honor of this challenge we're going to play streetwear or street won't 
Um, we will start off with Bombay. No designers listed. This I thought was spectacular. She's got a puffer jacket in black and yellow. And then bam, she removes it. And it's a brawn panty and sporting pads. Uh, it's a very strong look. It is fun. It is sporty. And she looks incredible. Apparently. I thought it was also sports pads. I thought it was like football gear. Apparently yeah. it's the bottom of shoes. No way. Streetwear. Okay. That's fine. That's funny. That, okay. I love this look. Bombay. That's Iconic. funny. Yeah, this was great. It is a streetwear for me. Yeah, it's, it's if we're still tooting and booting, it is a shoot. It is the audience. Ninety-four so percent streetwear, six percent street won't. Miss <sighs> Mosu, hair by wig zaddy. Uh, she's certainly showing her age. I love the color blocking, and these three colors are great colors. They're bright and fun. She is highlighter realness. Um, I do wish that pink hair matched the rest of the look a little bit because it was muted. Um, but it's fun. I hate it. <laughs> Tell me why. You are you are correct in saying it shows her age. They were all like, I love this. I would wear this. Blah, blah, blah. I was like, no, it's it's just ugly. Like she's wearing a bodysuit that is like a jewel tone instead of a neon that doesn't fit her well. And it's giving her a whale tail, kind of, I think. Unless that's just the way that it was, like, a shirt or something cut that mm-hmm. way. The pants were nice. The blazer was, like, a little too oversized. Or it was too big to be oversized, but it wasn't oversized. Right. Mm-hmm. And, I don't know, I just did not like it. It was... I'll give it a very like, soft streetwear. I'm going to give it a pretty hard streetwear. <laughs> the audience, 67% streetwear, 33% street won't. Uh, Kimmy Couture, no designers listed, but she's going for an edgy look. I love leather pants. There's the leather jacket pair as well with it. And just having that beret for just a pinch of softness. There's nothing groundbreaking about this look, but she's runway ready. Um, I do think that the gloves were kind of unique. And the blue hair was cute. It was fine. But I, I thought I was going to get a little more out of this girl. I, yeah, I was like, okay, girl, it's that bra that every girl has worn now. Mm-hmm. But at least it's black because I feel like everyone else has worn it in red. Fierce Alicious has the same brown red. <laughs> yeah. And I think um, orange and blue. <laughs> this is a very, very soft streetwear for me personally. I would say it's the closest to classic like streetwear in my opinion. Yeah. But it is still a little like, I feel like streetwear to me is a little bit like sporty. Like it's like. Yeah. This didn't have the sporty edge. It, it was a little more like um like parisian like mm-hmm. very like mm-hmm. soft girl vibes which i guess could be a streetwear aesthetic but streetwear yeah. audience really liked it 82 percent streetwear 18 percent street won't jada shade hudson uh no designs listed but like nothing matches it's me right like it's not good she's got a giant red afro then a cool pattern in black and white then the pink and blue it's like why did we not have a pattern in red that would have worked for this for me it was an eyesore also it's a dress and then socks it's not a catsuit there's like a centimeter of skin showing which i hate like commit to one thing please oh i like that okay i love it i love a thigh high sock i love just showing like a little bit of thigh uh-huh. um mm-hmm. i i agree on the hair it just like it was it was like a bloody red instead of like a true red that would have matched yeah. better but it's she i think she said it herself it's like classic african like mixing of textiles right that's fair colors. i loved it i once we get to the second look i'll talk about it more but yeah. i like it streetwear it's african i'll street. give it 
I'll give a street won't. And the audience, I 39% street won't streetwear, 61% street won't. Stelazon LaRue, no designers listed. You're this shady. is hot girl. Listen, if you love yourself and you think this look is acceptable for drag race, go off. You have more confidence than I do. Like this is season one of drag race, like off the rack, Rebecca Glasscock thinks she's a drag queen drag. Um, I think the hair is good. It's very likely it's a human unit. Um, the diaper that she calls booty shorts, no thank you. I Ooh. need her to step it up and do it fast because her sisters are going to outslay her in this competition. Like, I'm not saying she's bad. Everyone else is that much ahead of her. It's, I I feel like it's the same thing as um, Vanjie when she was like, I didn't, I promise I didn't just bring swimsuits, but like they all ended up back to back to back. And I was like, okay, so right. your both of your hoodies ended up back to back. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I have that corset and I was like, does it look that bad on me? Yeah, this was That's definitely shorts. off the rack. And there's not I'm not saying off the rack is a bad thing, but this is also no. drag race. You gotta have at least be able to elevate it. Elevate it, yeah. And those shorts. Terrible. That's that's a cardinal sin. I don't know what a cardinal <laughs> yeah. sin is, but it is one. It's a street world. Girl, that's I wouldn't even see that on the street. <laughs> the audience, 11% streetwear, 89% street won't. Next, we have Giselle Lullaby. No designers listed. Uh, did not have Giselle with washboard abs on my bingo card. She looked fucking sexy, even if that gray with the little color hair was what she decided to wear with this. It's fun. It's sporty. She's got the amount of confidence she exudes, which is incredible. Green metallic, not easy to make look good, but I think she was serving personally. I hated it. You hated it. Why did you hate I, it? I love this. I have this thing about low-rise anything on anyone, and I just think it makes... It looks like you're pulling your pants down to, like, pee or something. I Fair. hate it. I think it may... It's not flattering on anyone. It's never been flattering on anyone. And I'm, like, a Y2K. I am obsessed with Y2K, but never low-rise anything. And it Right, there it like, is. It looked like like weird harem pants mm -hmm. that were like I don't know it looked like she was trying to be like the genie in Aladdin but in like a community theater version <laughs> and they were like okay, let's I make can it see that. green let's like switch it up make it green not blue I'll give it a streetwear and you're gonna not right it also it, no I have you ever seen somebody on the street wearing metallics you'd be surprised the things you see in New York City <laughs> oh, okay valid 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 <laughs> I feel like I have never seen somebody in that fabric that wasn't like a child that was dancer. That's fair. That's 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 valid. Audience agrees with you. Thirty-seven percent streetwear, sixty-three percent street <laughs> Next up is chaos. Look by Lils. Uh, there is a lot of plaid, but it's effective as it does all work together. There are a lot of layers, but yeah, that yes, she could have edited, but I like the look overall. It's a very strong look and quite sexy, which I wouldn't have said that she'd serve from the promo entrance look. I thought this was hot. This is very like classic chaos, closer to, in my opinion. It's a lot going on. Um, I would say it's close to streetwear, but it isn't. Like mm. if it was, if it looked more like, pants and a top and it had like belt loops and like maybe some like hardware i would have been like yeah yes but i still really enjoyed it 
I did but then too. all of the judges were like oh my god I love this and then as soon as it came to judging Brooklyn was like yeah it could have been edited down and I was like you didn't say that before <laughs> yeah um this is absolutely a streetwear for me I liked it streetwear so cute audience 85% streetwear 15% street well Miss Fierce Delicious no designers listed uh again she's got a great body and even with more clothes on she looks on point it's that like Mortal Kombat dress with a puffer jacket with her name it's streetwear but she's able to work a runway with it um but i want her to give more i need a little more and i like her a lot i want to be her bestie but i'm going to be hard on her because i know she's capable of a lot more i can tell i obviously have like seen fierce delicious before not in person but on her instagram and discord (laughs) but i have seen her in so many more like streetwear out like looks things that i'd be like that is good streetwear and yep. this was like all like maybe what i would have thought sort of about doing if i was given this runway but the fabrics looked the jacket was great but the fabric of mm-hmm. like the weird pants and the top just looked so cheap yeah in in a way that it just like didn't move the way that it should have and the white didn't, or the cream beige didn't go with any other part of the outfit. It was the closest, I would say, to classic streetwear, in my opinion, look-wise. But mm-hmm. the vibe of it just was so incorrect. Yeah. I will give it a street won't because I know it could have been better. I agree. I know she could have done better, and I've seen better in other outfits that she's worn. Audience, 58% streetwear, 42% street won't. And finally, we have Vivian Vanderpuss. Oh, wait, no, we have a couple more. Uh, no designers listed. Uh, listen, I said I like perspective and a story. This is campy and stupid and typical to mom fashion. I love that she is able to deliver two atrocious atrocities of colors as a combo and still make it work. Um, cargo pockets, she did that. Um, invisible dogs, again, she did that. This is dumb, and I am thankful she is on my screen because this is campy drag. Yeah, I mean, I guess she took it very seriously and literally, which honestly, yeah, that's valid. Streetwear is something you wear on the street, street walking with dogs. The only thing about it that like irritated me was in her confessional. She said little bitch like nine times in a row. I was like, am I the only person that knows the rule of threes in comedy? Like after you say it the third time, it's not funny. Stop talking about it. Change the story. Say something new. That's it. I, I'll give her a streetwear. I, yeah, she took it literally. Did I like the outfit? No, but yes, it's streetwear, so I'll give it a streetwear. Audience, 42% streetwear, 58% streetwear. Halal Bay. Uh, no designers listed. Who said this was fashion? Uh, I get she's a raccoon and she's slightly campy, but it's not fitting her right, and I honestly thought she was going to reveal into something because that top was very bulky. Um, our, again, our mullets just a thing in Canada. Get rid of them, please. I can't, I, I'm just gonna have to accept it on the show. They, I wanted to support this. Yeah, they are. I wanted to support this, but my eyes would not allow me to look again. It's pretty horrendous. Yeah. I also, are raccoons gray? I thought they were like beige. Not really. Well, they're, they're like black they're like and white and have like a little gray in it, but like, I don't know if gray is the predominant color here. I've, I've never seen a raccoon in person. We don't have them. Mm-hmm. So I, I just felt left out, honestly. That's fair. I felt That's left fair. out of the story. Um, no, it was also just hideous. It was fugly. It's street one. 
street will not ever. The audience, 34% streetwear, 66% street will. That's a little, very, very generous there. Uh, Ermager, yeah. deal designers listed. Okay, look at the East Coast. Um, it's like New England here in the States, but with uglier colors. Um, <laughs> I see the story. I get it from her. What broke it all for me is the exposed nude corset. I do not comprehend. If you've got the body, show the body. Also, um, she doesn't shave her arms. Um, more twinks should keep their arm hair in drag. Go for it. Um, I don't know. It's the elements. It's as a whole package. It didn't work for me. Um, yeah. I mean, also like when Vivian took it very literally with like streetwear, I feel like she was like, we don't have streets. We have boats. This is boatwear. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like it could have been better if it had been fitted in different ways or if there had been hardware or accessories and the purple wig that was the thing i was going to bring up do you think she kept the purple wig because she kept the same makeup and that it matched the purple wig from the entrance look it was a different wig though because it was a bob right it was a different wig but it was was it like the same makeup style as she was going for i don't i don't know why she did the purple wig again i don't get it i well she performed in this outfit a few days ago with juice box because i saw it on her story and she was still wearing the purple hair i believe i think she just thought it was like the moment maybe she's only no never mind she's not only gonna wear purple hair because she's wearing white in the picture behind you yeah but street won't boat won't yeah it's a street won't um audience 39 streetwear 61 street won't and finally lady boom boom look by dior uh, she said, this is what they wear on the streets of Beverly Hills in the early 2000s. It is so gross, but this is drag, and I appreciate that. Uh, she's giving you body and showing you that thong, 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 thong. It's so horrible, but hilarious. I just needed that ass jewels to be grander. Like, if you're going to have your name on your ass, let me see it. She said it was by Dior. That's what it said on her Instagram. I don't know if that's true or not. I don't think so. I used to work Dior. I don't remember ever seeing they I don't think they've ever ventured that far into I don't think so but that's what culture. that's what her um, her Instagram said uh it said a lot of other things so maybe it was a joke but um oh probably uh yeah she wore that it is streetwear from a period of time in the past yeah yeah on, yeah I mean that is very streetwear from like that's Y2K streetwear mm-hmm. um, it sure I is. liked it I feel like it just needed something but I didn't. Yeah, I was like missing something. To, like hate it. I'll give it a street won't just because I've always hated that trend. Um, but it was just funny. Tracksuits. It was. I love. Them. Literally hate them. Um, where are you going? Streetwear, street won't. I'm gonna give it to streetwear. It's it's a different take, but I like it. Audience, forty-one percent streetwear, fifty-nine percent street won't. Very mixed there. Um, but the winner of this mini challenge is Bombay, and I agree. I thought she mm-hmm. did wonderful. Uh, yeah. It was a serve, and she's going to win $2,500 courtesy of Work the World, a.k.a. Voss Events, but shh, we're not going to say it's Voss Events. Which also, I love um, that they showed a, the, the picture of Work the World, and they were like, but it's not the one that has the Canada girls in it. Right. <laughs> Stupid. Um, it's time to reveal the Maxi Challenge, and they need to show how well they construct a garment, but this twist I kind of love. For this maxi challenge, they have to take the clothes off their literal backs and transform them into catwalk couture. They can use material from the fabric land wall, but they must be able to see elements of their streetwear look in the final design. Love this idea. I do and I don't, but 
I was like, okay, that's kind of annoying because they probably just paid a bunch of money for these looks and now they have right? to part. But then they I would have been furious. What? They didn't though. Because Chaos still has her look. Or uh Irma still has her look, like fully intact. So I think they just brought them similar fabrics. Interest. Oh, that's but I think interesting Bomb, twist. I think Bomb ripped hers up a little bit. I think it, I think she ripped up the jacket. Oh, I like this. All right, listeners, let's get on it. Find out the truth. Get the tea for us. Because that's very, because that does make sense. Because there, there are a couple people. It's like, that doesn't look like a lot of the same material. You have a lot more. And where did that come from? Okay, yeah. that I like this. I like this theory. I'm here for it. Are you a sewer? Yeah. <laughs> like I can. Do I often? No. That's I fair. don't know. I I like to like DIY things. Like mm-hmm. I like to buy something that's already like created that's ugly and then make it cute. Ooh, I love that. Yeah. All right. The queens are gonna get out of drag as they need to prepare their runway looks, and they're excited to see what's underneath all the glitz and glamour. Giselle has never seen a drag queen with a mustache before, and she thinks that's a bit of a turn-on for her. Uh, get on board quickly before it's too late. Irma is here for chaos. Not a combo I would have predicted. Vivian likes the snack attack of chaos as well because of that jawline. Um, chaos will reveal that she's pretty tatted as Jada deems her the trade of the season. Did you have that on your bingo card? Um... I may or may not have heard about this being something that happened a while ago. And I was like, okay, I can see Ooh. it. Like, she's, she's a good looking guy. She's got the face tattoos. She's got the like dermal piercings. Yeah. Um, definitely not my type, but teach their own. If, if you're into that kind of, kind of um, person, go for it. Um, we, we love making sure it's not the um, Cameron Michaels every single season as the trade of the season. <laughs> just a, a muscular like mean looking gay even though I'm literally sure michaels is nice the queens are going to take their looks and pine over what they can do with it uh jada doesn't design her so and doesn't know what she's going to do but miss fierce delicious will give her a joke you're not a seamstress but you seem stressed that get was the so child funny. muzzle it was so funny we got the child that muzzle because so if i were stressed and she pulled shit like that to me i would have slapped her in the face and said shut up <laughs> I think a lot of them wanted to. Yeah. But I think that's also like Fierce's game plan is just to like get under people's skin. She listen, she said, I want to be the star of the season. I'm going to make television. She said, I want to make good TV. And they said, Yeah. Okay. Now Bombay and Halal Bay will take a moment to acknowledge that they are on the show together. Uh, it's a very pretty important moment. Could you imagine RuPaul having this much color on her own season? Get it together, RuPaul. <laughs> it's, it's just, <laughs> facts are facts yeah like this is this is a thing and i i think we should have more color on the show and we'll, we'll get there one day right i think yeah sure. more diversity in general more color i think that's something that i because i love reality tv and i i've been a fan of at least like um big brother canada it, the casts always are more diverse and more different and more exciting in recent way. seasons yeah apparently yeah. actually the early seasons had pretty diverse casting i could be speaking fully 
incorrectly currently, but I believe one of the casting people that used to do Big Brother Canada that was very focused on diversity left and then joined Canada's Drag Race. Oh, interesting. That makes sense. Or it could be the other way around. Okay. I don't know. Or I could be completely incorrect. No, I know there was someone from Canada. I, th- I think they did double duty. That They did Big Brother Canada and they did Big Brother US. Um, because I know there was a period of time where we did have an overlap. I was like, finally, uh, would you ever do Big Brother? Um, yeah, I, my, I don't watch it really. I watched it when I was a kid, but my best friend has been like, you need to audition every year. And I'm like, okay, I don't know. I could live in a house and be annoying. And bring drag. Right? Yeah, that, that'd Canada. be so fun. Bombay has the most material to work with, and she is the seamstress in the family. Uh, Boom Boom wants to go for a bodysuit, but she doesn't want it to be basic. She wants to put giant ruffles everywhere, and we're going to see that does not really happen. No, not at all. (laughs) Now, this sewing challenge for her is literally what she came there to do. She's ready to bring it, and she has a degree in conception and sewing. And as soon as she tells Irma, uh, she tells the entire room. And the room is going to use her as we get a little montage of people asking for her advice and help. Um, The tone of everyone asking for help was so desperate. It was quite funny. Yeah, it was very uh, similar to when Mick was like, yeah, I went to uh, Fitum. And everyone was like, yeah, no fashion. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Watching the queens destroy their looks honestly was heartbreaking. I was like, again, as you mentioned, like how much money do they put into it? Or they, they had to have had a little inkling of like, don't wear something too expensive. Yeah, well, I mean, they obviously, I, I believe I've heard that they have to send in a picture of their looks to get it um, mm-hmm. approved. So I'm gotcha. sure when they sent that in, they were like, okay, do you know where we could get this fabric? <laughs> literally. literally. Um, Chaos is hoping her outfit will be more couture and more elegant, and she's going to go from there. She comes up with a fun, creative ideas and realizes she can't sew, so she hot glues, and that is her best friend. Um, and on the Michelle ver- Michelle Visage version, don't hot glue anything, because she'll, she'll be pissed off. Hey, if it works, it works. It does. I prefer E6000, but... <laughs> it's, yeah. Shelzon knows her look was simple. Thank you for admitting it. Uh, and she knows that the details have to be added somewhere, but she believes keeping the design elements you have, but changing the silhouette is what is needed. Now, Fierce is asked who will not be competing, uh, not be competition judging on entrance looks. And she says that Miss Saskatchewan, the TikToker, um, she hates her. This is vicious. These two are going to be rivals. And it's all because Fierce is slightly threatened by this TikTok. Yeah. I mean, I would be too if I thought that my whole identity going in was something and then somebody was better at it. Yeah. Not better. Bigger. More Irma is the Irma is new to the sewing world and she can sew a zipper like nobody else. And I was like, that's the gumption we need, but that's not helping you in this moment. (laughs) I hand sew all my zippers because I'm too scared to put them through a machine. Yep. Um, Irma says that there is drag in smaller places like St. John, Newfoundland, and um, uh, you, so you've never been, right? No, I try to avoid fishing towns. Okay, I was going to say we should do like a, a field trip for the pod for research, but we'll go somewhere I fun. We'll go, to, we'll go to Vancouver. Yeah, well, I'm going next month, so just meet me oh, there. Oh, 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 I'll be there. I'll meet you there. Um, but Vivian says that Coast to Coast will be their new podcast. I'm like, 
No one create a new podcast, please. We're done. No more podcasts. Too many. Too many. Far too many. I just um, love the like weird mashups of queens that we're getting on podcasts. It, it's so random. Like Juice and Cynthia having one. I'm like, okay, work, but okay. And then like Jada since Holland, Heidi and Closet having one called Holland Closet. And I was like, did you just do it because of your names? Literally, literally. Um, if you could have a podcast with any drag race queen from any franchise, who would it be? Oh my God. And what would the topic be? Okay, I would do a podcast with Trixie Mattel because it would be popular no matter what, so I'd make money. And the topic would be <laughs> me just being like, it's uh, but a podcast without content. No. Uh, there it is. Oh, we would talk about like tea in the, in the makeup world. All right, I'm here and for I'd it. I'd be like, James Charles is a predator. And she'd be like, go off, sis. Pop off, queen. <laughs> I'm here Am for I it. starting beef with James Charles in this? Apparently <laughs> you are. Um, Vivian is magnetized to Irma uh, and they feel like they're me sisterhood. So watch out for that. Bombay wants to know what the scene is like in, Sask- in Saskatoon. And Shelazan says there is a new generation of queens looking to revive drag. She says when you come from a place that's conservative or with such values, queer people need to be much more expressive. It motivates them as queens so the next generation of queens don't have to deal with the same bullshit that they do now. It's a massive challenge and Halal Bay is taking an already realized idea and creating a whole new idea, which is throwing her off. And I'm like, wait, we're going right into Halal Bay, but we just took a moment with Shelazan where she's saying something important and just yeah i mean i think that she kind of she said it quite eloquently though like she was like yeah like i don't know we have this new generation of queens that's like changing everything for the better but like we have to acknowledge that the older queens did a lot for us Mm -hmm. and i think that's very valid especially in like smaller towns and places like alberta that are pretty conservative um like my drag mom's been doing it for like a long time i'm not gonna out her age like that but a while um and she's like i used to have to like be afraid to walk down the street and like you can walk down the street freely and not be like entirely afraid for your well-being i'm like yeah i appreciate that a lot you've done like obviously the older queens have done so much for us but we're kind of taking the reins now and turning drag into something that is more vast mm-hmm. it's more how would, inclusive. You, how would you describe the scene in calgary Calgary is so underrated. I, in the past, like, two months, I, I saw drag in Los Angeles during DragCon, which, which is, was, like, the mecca of drag. And, like, yeah, some of it I was really impressed by, but, like, some of it I was like, okay, like, we do, like, bigger, better shit here. And then I went to Toronto and I saw some stuff and I was like, okay, like, they make it seem like Toronto is, like, the drag mecca of Cal- Canada. But it's very similar. And, like, we we have a very, um, I don't know, different scene. Like, it's pretty, we have, like, a lot of different kinds of performers. Yeah. It's definitely not as diverse as it should be and needs to be. But I'm sure that comes with time and with people feeling more comfortable in the spaces that we are providing for drag. Absolutely. But, we got to get you to New York to see New York drag because that's the real mecca. That I heard is insane. it's it's if you can't make it in new york you can make it somewhere else because it's cutthroat i mean miss lemon she lived in new york 
with Jan. She sure did. Uh, I, 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 yes, I've, I've judged Lemon in competitions before. Oh, yeah. So we, we go back. She and I go way back. I, I was supposed I, to do I, my first ever drag race like girl show with her, and then it got canceled due to COVID. And I was like, damn it. And then oh, I was supposed to do one with cornbread that got canceled too. Oh no! Okay, who's next? Who who do you want next? To do a show with? Oh my god! Yeah. Um, I would I would love to do a show with either of them and have it actually come to fruition. I got to speak with Cornbread quite a bit at DragCon, and she was so sweet. She's so nice. Um, yeah. who else? I met like quite a few girls at DragCon that I was like, can we just be friends? Etc. Etc. Is like the nicest person I've ever met in my so entire life. So sweet. So sweet. I love her. I had like I had so much fun with the international queens. So like they were so amazing. They because they realized how important this was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I like not saying that the American queens aren't, but they they a lot of them have done it before. Yeah, and I think that they also I don't know the American queens are held to such a high standard that I feel like some of the international girls aren't. Yeah, like it's kind of wild. Yeah, and that's why for me, like, I like to take more time and attention to the international seasons on the podcast because they are special and they're unique. And I can see the Americanization of uh, the corporate television world when it comes to Drag Race US now. And that's what's hurting me. Yeah. Because um, it's yeah. not the show that we all fell in love with. Yeah. I think it's also kind of started on UK a little bit because UK3 was very, like, American y. Like, it was. Yeah. Like season one of UK, I was like, I can't understand what these people are saying. So I have to Google like a bunch of these jokes. But then when I did, I was like, this is so funny. And then by yeah. season three, I was like, this is just like kind of American. Mm-hmm. And like the yeah. actual like British girls, not that they're not all actual British, but like the like British drag style girls that were there, like all kind of got shit on. Like, it's okay. true. It really is true. And then there's us Canadians just keeping it real. Yeah, I, I listen. I'm I'm enjoying this already. Like this this first episode, there are a couple of people who messaged me like I didn't like it. I was like, but why? Is it because you're just so used to the U.S. version? I think that's the problem that it's just in its own lane still. Yeah, but the one thing I would like to say is that if you're gonna wear a hoodie on Drag Race, at least make it cute. <laughs> there it is. All right. Fierce Delicious is stressed. Uh, she has no ideas what to do. She's look, worried looking around the room that she might be in the bottom. The clock is ticking and she is in her head. So she's panicking. Now, Kimmy is going to be building a base so she can create a structure after she keeps restarting. But she is feeling cool as a cucumber and she doesn't have a lot of material, but she's, somehow she's going to make it work and make a full outfit after the 15th time. Jada says that she don't sew, but she got an eye for fashion and we'll debate about that soon. <laughs> She will be taking cardboard and put a fabric around it to make a hat. Been there. Right. Most do cut her garment in pieces and it's dumpy and simple and she's in her head as well, but she knows what she's making is nothing exciting. Kimmy wants to tell her that her look is sloppy, but she says it's a competition, so she's not going to tell you if it looks bad. So Smart. she tells her it looks really good. I would do the same thing. Unless they you would there. actually you would say that you wouldn't you wouldn't not say anything. Um, if somebody asked me if something actually no, I'm too blunt. If somebody asked me if something looked ugly, I would say yes, unless I didn't like them. If I don't like fair. you, I will lie to you. That's fair. Well, Kimmy is in game mode, and you know what? That's good TV. We're, I'm appreciating it. 
Fierce can't thread the machine and Jada is helping her. And in her stress, she makes a sly remark that she's teaching her how to count now. Again, I would have slapped the child. How dare you speak to your elders like that? But Mosu says she's just like your little sister. You, you just can't stand her, but you gotta love her. Now, Jada will tell Fierce to lick it and put it in the hole. To which Fierce asks, is that what Halal did to her? Bitch, you didn't. No. You could tell that she was done after that, too. Jada was like... So done. So Fierce Licious gets rejected now by Jada. So she goes to Boom Boom, and Boom Boom says that she's young and sweet and ready to learn, but she doesn't think that Drag Race is the place to learn to sew your first garment. Which is fair, which is we, we've all discussed. We've seen it on the show. At this point, we know that Drag Race is always going to put at least one contestant on the show who is not able to sew because they I need a plot line. Should I but just you gotta learn. I don't know how to sew so they put me on? And then I yeah. the challenge. There it is. All right. It's elimination day. And Vivian is getting nervous, but she's just hoping that she's safe. The discussion's going to now turn to the immigration immigrants in the room. And there are a lot of them. Yeah. Fierce says that the people may complain that there are too many queens from Toronto on Drag Race, but she says they have the most diverse drag. Just look at the five of them. Cape Verde, Barbados, Portugal, Egypt, and India. Toronto is one of the most queer-friendly cities in the world, and it makes sense that queer immigrants move there. Jada will share that she came to Canada as a refugee. She says being gay in the Caribbean is not easy. She never really came out to her family as she was outed. She moved to Toronto in 2008, and that's where her chosen family is. Bombay reveals that she had a really hard immigration process as she has not allowed was not allowed to be home in five years. She's lived with the fear that her work visa will expire and her PR card won't come in. But she reveals that one week before coming to the drag race, she got her permanent residency. She told her parents that she can finally come home now. I just love how important Canada's drag race makes immigration on this show. They it's, celebrate. Yeah, it's I appreciate it so much. I still don't know why any of them would move to Toronto. Where should they move? I mean, just like, uh, I would so, I don't know. If I was in a, the position of somebody that was immigrating, I would not move to Vancouver or Toronto because they're so expensive. Yeah. But I guess there's quite a few opportunities. I don't know. It, Calgary has like a very large um, immigrant population because there's so many um, job opportunities with like the oil and gas industry. So it's- sure. It's like kind of, I don't know, a lot of people come here and it's great. Um, and we're like, I think higher, like higher ranked in the world mm-hmm. for livability and things like that. Um, and it's just like cheaper. I don't know. I love Calgary. <laughs> Everyone that lives spokes- in Calgary hates it except for me. You're the spokesperson of Calgary. I love it. It's so Halal shares that she was born in Egypt and then she moved to Kuwait for 10 years. She says Where Kuwait is, is religious. I couldn't tell you on a map. I'm bad at geography too. That's why I was hoping okay. you and your Canada geography <laughs> would be good, but I don't, I'm not sure exactly where Kuwait is. Um, but Kuwait is religious and being a queer person in a predominantly Muslim environment gives you a stigma that something is wrong with you. She yeah. immigrated to Canada when she was 18. It gave her the opportunity to explore who she is and she is the Canadian first and everything else after. She says she always dons a mustache and drag and it's her way of embracing her background and she's not going to hide it. Bombay is now going to make a little joke that it's 2022, do something different. She impersonates women who don't have breasts and fierce impersonates women who don't have values. She was so impressed about that. Was one. it values? I thought she said talent. Was it talent? Then that, you know what? Talent. It might have been talent. And I think it might have been the subtitles that were wrong. 
That's oh there are a lot God. of mistakes in the subtitles. Uh, if you want to talk one thing about that Drag Race specifically, all every single Drag Race franchise has the worst subtitles, and I France I've, this week was terrible. I've literally thought about like DMing or like emailing Drag Race and being like, "Hey, if you need somebody to like go through and make sure that these are correct, I like I'll do it. Just pay me." Yeah, no, they, okay, you know you're right. <laughs> Talent makes more sense. It was definitely talented. But Halal Story. It was. It was. Halal Story I thought was really important again. Uh, Obviously, this was like the kiss of death story because you knew something bad was about to happen. Uh, Because you most of the time, the editors are going to make sure your storyline is in there so they can say goodbye. Yeah. Um, I appreciate the mustache thing. Just like trim it a little bit higher so we can see your upper lip when you put lipstick on or something. All right, let's head to the runway where we see our very lovely Brooklyn Heights flying like a bird in that stunning red feather gown. Uh, like, Jesus, it's stunning. I have a thing, and I've said it many times, I love necklaces. Where was the necklaces? You have worked with hand accessories before, Brooklyn. Get a fucking necklace. Too much bare chest. Uh, well, yeah, I've... never mind. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I don't know. I didn't. I feel like there's a lot going on. So I I don't wear necklaces that often in drag. That's I fair. will that's be fair. completely honest. But that's mostly because every time I do, they hit me in the teeth or they get caught in my hair. And okay, it's not fair. like I'm performing that hard. So I'm like, I'm just... Are you a, I, are I you a dip and split girl? No. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I don't know. I like, they hit me. And I'm like, I'd rather just... That's fair. That's fair. Put glitter everywhere. All right. Well, we have Brad Goreski. Tracy Melcher and the super tall Monica Schneer. Are you familiar with her? Never heard of her. Okay. Just checking because I did a little research and she's a model, but I was like, she doesn't. Most of the guest judges that have been announced for the season, I'm like, I don't know who any of them are. I thought she was from like the Beethoven movies about the dog. <laughs> Maybe. I don't, I don't think she is, though. I think that's just a blonde lady. Maybe. All right, category is sidewalk to catwalk. And in honor of the runway, we are going to play supermodel or streetwalker. Um, <laughs> I love it. Lady Boom Boom, she is serving you goth boom boom. And I'm like, there have to be others that find this ugly. It's weird, but I guess this could be fashion somewhere. I did not like the pink apron. The hood is scary. It's not for me. I don't like it. I This look, I think... She did an amazing job constructing this look. Yes, yes. But there is, I would say, 20% of this look is an ode to her old look. Yeah. Like, where is, I need, like, I'm confused because um, Fierce got the, like, oh, well, you didn't put enough of your old look into this. And I feel like she put almost the same amount per square footage of fabric. I agree. And I totally agree about the boot. I don't know. It's, I hate it. Brad assumes she can sew and tells her he was worried for her when he saw her first look, but she did that. Tracy says they got two different sides first. She's just meeting Lady Boom Boom and she already knows a little bit more about her. Brooklyn says she elevated the shit out of it and calls it incredible, though she calls her a goth teletubby going to a rave in Berlin. She says the ankle boot cuts off her leg a little bit and Monica says it's elevated and elegant and she has never seen shoulders like that. But for me, it is a street walker. I agree. I hate it. Audience, 77% supermodel, 23% streetwalker. They enjoyed it. I'm shocked. Chaos. 
I know we've seen the silhouette on Drag Race from Aquaria, but not like this. I love how she's transformed this look and made it her own while still paying homage to the original look. Again, I love how she created organized chaos. She is unique, yes. and I hope she's going to get praised for it. Did Aquaria do this? She had that um, black one for her superhero outfit. Oh, I thought this was more reminiscent of um, Crystal Versace. That, which was inspired by uh, Aquaria. Aquaria. Ah! Um, I love this look. It's so good. I, I fully promise I'm not biased. Like, You're fine. I'm not close. Um, no, I love this look. I think it's amazing. Um, I think she should have won. Spoiler alert, she doesn't. Uh-huh. Um, I fully think she should have won. I told her this when I saw her the other day. I was like, bitch, you should have won. And she said, thanks, I agree. Oops. Um, <laughs> one thing that she does a lot is she puts, like, belts, like, elastics around her with, like, rhinestones on them. And sometimes I love it. Sometimes I'm like, girl, you did not need that. I feel like maybe a little, like sock does she have socks on she does i feel like if she did higher socks it might have been better than just like the like things but mm. i still think this is the best look she's wearing human hair i like it i love it i agree supermodel tracy says they had them mad for plaid she can see it more than before very chaotic in a beautiful way brooklyn says this edit accentuates the shape Making a tiny waist makes the hips go out, and it's very cool. Brad says he had the benefit of having a lot of fabric, and he's glad she didn't get lost in the gown. He says his look is very good. Couture, Vivian Westwood, and loves touches a sparkle that elevates into the runway. And Monica says she owned the runway, and she enjoyed it. It's a supermodel for me. I agree. I Audience, 97% supermodel, 3% streetwalker. Mm-hmm. I would also like to Jay- say... yeah. Really quickly, this is the same thing that happened episode one last season. It was a design challenge, and the Calgary girl might have done something better than the person that actually won, and then doesn't win. Because Stephanie Prince's look last season was really good, and maybe better than Isis's. Agreed. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Data Shade Hudson. Uh, see, this is how you use that print. I love that she is serving you upscale rich bitch. The black and white print goes so well with the red fabric. And the hat ended up pretty fine. The outfit mm-hmm. works for her body. She looks incredibly sexy. The hair is perfect. I like the story that she's telling. It's very cute. Um, I wish the like sash thing was just like an inch lower because it's just mm-hmm. sitting right here on her face. Yeah. But I love it. It's very cute. She did a really good job. I agree. Proud of her. Brad loves her runway performance with the story created of the woman behind the look. He fully believed that she was very busy. Tracy pictures her leaving divorce court looking like a million dollars. Brooklyn loves the outfit and that the, she incorporated her favorite parts of her streetwear, which was the print coat. And Monica says she should be proud. Jada gets a little emotional. She says she doesn't see herself as a beauty queen or pageant girl. She wanted to feel pretty. It's a supermodel for me supermodel and i thought that was the moment where they were gonna be like okay she wins because she was vulnerable was like, so did i so did i she shouldn't win for that though. no audience 87 percent supermodel 13 percent streetwalker armagird uh she's giving you a tartan warrior i don't love the transformation it feels like a piece of fabric she draped over her body and the flat hair does nothing but detract from the overall story why is she wearing a flat white wig with this look she's so bulky on top it's just blending in together yeah it's not 
it's not cute in any I can't find a redeeming thing to say about it I'm not gonna lie I wear flat hair but that's because I don't paint super big so I just don't know why she thought that was a good idea I don't know why she thought any of this was a good idea I don't want to yeah, start beef with her I promise I'm just like I'm being constructive <laughs> I'm not it's a streetwalker it's, it's uh, a I wouldn't. I couldn't see a streetwalker wearing this. This is a construction walker. <laughs> the audience went sixty-eight percent supermodel, thirty-two percent streetwalker. Uh, Kimmy Couture, uh, not what she was thinking it was going to be. I don't like how it's cut. She may look tiny, but this was not inspiring. But she is tiny. Yeah, she exactly. She, she didn't make yeah. herself look tiny. She just is. But I will say, I can see the bra. She cut the bra in half and put it on her shoulders. I like that. Fair, I, I, this is the only look that I can actually like see, I think, other things that were in their other look. I guess, Vivian, you kind of can. But okay, was, fair, fair. Like, it's, I don't actually, you can see it in quite a few of them. <laughs> but hers was like obvious to me. I'm mixed on it. I'm very, very much leaning towards Streetwalker because I think, again, I think she could do a little better. Um, She's using relying on the body, but I'll go Streetwalker. Uh, yeah, she should have been in the bottom. Audience, forty-eight percent supermodel, fifty-two percent Streetwalker. Bombay, bitch! I don't know how she pulled Ooh. this off, but it's brilliant. I love that she has created a puffer tutu dress. I love the lace-up heels. She looks dainty and still super sporty. Um, and I'm sure Lemon's getting some season one flashbacks. I love this look i think it's amazing bombay is so incredible um it fully like she should have been in the top instead of lady boom boom and then chaos should have won instead of lady mm-hmm. boom boom this look the fact that they were like mm, okay bombay you're safe when she had made this <laughs> well, this this goes back to your point earlier about like did they have extra fabric because there was not this much yellow on her original look i think it was lined in yellow but this definitely isn't the same fabric i don't believe i think maybe honestly some of them didn't know that they were going to do that and then they were like yeah i'm not cutting this up like that's yeah. stupid why would i do that supermodel for me oh yeah supermodel love love, love, love. audience 94 percent supermodel six percent street walker oh, miss mosu oh no this is abysmal uh she went for the color blocking but in all the wrong ways she finally got the hair color right but in the wrong style it's very much messy it's she's literally having to hold it up because it's bunched all improperly uh what was she thinking uh she wasn't because it's hideous it, uh, uh, i can't i can't think of words to say for it because it's so bad she looks like she's washing the dishes yeah it's not cute Brad says he would wear everything about a streetwear look. He is disappointed in this look as the ruching is really pretty on the lower half, but somewhere along the middle, she loses her shape. Brooklyn says her streetwear was so bitchy and colorful and that she owned an art gallery. And then this happened. It's giving her mother the bride. She tells her the number one thing with a design challenge, whether you're sewing or gluing is the fit. She tells her she's giving her deer in the headlights on the runway. And Tracy says she looks hesitant on the runway. Her confidence is missing. Streetwalker. I hate it, Streetwalker. Mother of the Bride, 100%. 26% Supermodel, 74% Streetwalker. Shelizan LaRue. But where are the elements from the original look? Uh, She tied a bandana on her head, and that's like one of the only similarities. Like, 
it's a finely made dress, but the message gets lost in the arts and crafts. Like, fuck around, find out will be her phrase, which is fine, but back up the message with a good look, like all the other queens who brought messages on their look have done before. Very that. Um, she has a cutout on her side where you can see the corset that she wore in the first look, and it's stoked okay. now. That's it. That's that's right. the well, yeah. I don't like it. The original look didn't have anything written on it. Why should the second one? Right. She could have made a short that actually looked nice. Also, if they yeah, were given water. actual fabric, because obviously they were, because this isn't that hoodie. Why not? Like, they probably gave her denim of some kind. She could have done something really cool with denim. Absolutely. She flipped it. Absolutely. Then, like, black on the bottom, denim on the top. I don't know. I hate it. Yeah. Streetwalker. Streetwalker in a gown. Audience, 28% supermodel, 72% streetwalker. Vivian Vanderpuss. I love what she did here. The green from the dress gets flipped under as the lining. The dog collar mechanism is now like one of the little smoking sticks. Uh, she looks very elegant in the stunning fabric and still pays homage to her brand. But again, I there, there are a couple question marks to like where are the original elements? I have a feeling that if they get another design challenge, she's going to make the same dress. I can see that happening as well. I have a feeling she brought this pattern and just made it work. Yeah, I can see that. I'll give it a supermodel. Uh, yeah, soft supermodel. It's audience seventy-one percent supermodel, twenty-nine percent streetwalker. Hello, Bay. It is a mess. It is not a raccoon dominatrix. It's just because it's vinyl doesn't mean it's kinky. I wish she had more of a vision for this look, but uh, if you're not a seamstress or a designer, this is going to be a very difficult challenge. Um, but you got to give her a little credit. She made legs. She made pants. Yeah, she made pants. I honestly think that she should have been maybe not safe, but bottom. Like, yeah. When they get to the three. And then I think that either Sheila Zahn or Kimmy should have been in the bottom with. Um, I would go, I would I would support that. Yeah, with Ms. Moko. Mosu, sorry. <laughs> I love reading. Brooklyn so confirms that she is the first mustache queen and she loves it and thinks it's really cool and encourages her that if she's gonna use the mustache, maybe not make the lip the same color. Halal will say it usually is, but hailing from Toronto, she wanted to represent the raccoon city of Canada. She wanted to continue the narrative, so she deconstructed the suit and did a Gaultier moment. Brad appreciates how she interpreted her first look and likes the Gaultier reference. Everything else just gets confusing for him. And Tracy says she didn't see her own in the runway. She thinks raccoons are fierce little bitches. <laughs> um, everyone loves little bitches in this episode. It's yeah. a streetwalker. Yeah. Yeah, bad streetwalker. Audience streetwalker right now, though. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Audience 26% supermodel, 74, 74% streetwalker. Uh, Miss Fierce Delicious. Just because you're a skinty little bitch does not mean you're able to sell everything. The dress is ill constructed and does not fit well. The two red flowers she plays from the jacket are there just for the challenge. And I don't like the wet blue hair. How is that reading socialite? I think it's passable. I think she should have been like safe. I think she should have been fine yeah. because they were like, you didn't have enough elements from your look. Most of these girls didn't. Um, yeah. It was fully just probably for storyline. I think it fits her fine. And I think it shows off her legs the way she wanted to and her arms and her decolletage. Mm-hmm. Um, her makeup is great. The hairs. I, wet looking, like 
wet dried human hair can look so good but it yeah I don't think it goes with this like if this had been straightened it would have been great but I'm sure she had this planned for a different look or something absolutely I don't know I think it's passable I'm gonna give it supermodel because she looks like one Brad says she's stunning. He loves her streetwear look and then sees her on the runway and wonders where the fabric from the actual garment went. He says the poofs from the puffer jacket don't equate the rest of the amount of work they saw from the other queens. He says if sewing is in her forte, cut the loose strings or tuck them. Monica says her hair and makeup are fierce and gets fifth element vibes and Tracy would have loved to see her incorporate more elements from her streetwear look. Brooklyn says the dress itself, simple as it may be, she doesn't hate it. You're going supermodel. I'm going to go streetwalker. Um, you're not going to be happy with the results from the audience. I'm assuming they all hate it. 19% supermodel, 81% streetwalker. I just think it was a lot more passable than some of the other. I agree. I think it was more passable. Um, but yeah, they were not a fan of it. And finally, Giselle Lullaby. The color story is there. She's got the green metallic from her original look. The mesh arms are fun. Um, if you told me she's besties with Rita Vega, I would believe you. Uh, this is the space alien queen um it's safe though it is absolutely a safe look i definitely like it more than the 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 other one because it's not i agree low rise um i think it washes her out yet again i feel like this is going to be a running theme with her is that everything she's going to wear is going to wash her out um but honestly it looks well made it's fine her tights are so shiny and (laughs) they are pale um her face also looks a little oily like not like dewy or anything like she just looks like it's that she's been sitting for a while um I, it's paints, fine like yeah she paints kind of like Veronica Green yes yes they have the same face yeah Very I would say her shapes. makeup is better than Veronica Green oh so. fully fully um I'll give it a supermodel yeah it's possible it's a supermodel Audience, 81% supermodel, 19% streetwalker. Well, Brooklyn is going to call Lady Boom Boom, Chaos, Jada Seda, Hudson, Miss Mosu, Halal Bay, Miss Fierce-licious of the Tops and Bottoms, Leaving, Bombay, Ermagerd, Vivian Vanderpuss, Shellazon, LaRue, Giselle, Lullaby, and Kimmy Couture is safe. Um, Yeah, we kind of already discussed this. I don't think these were the right decisions. No, I think Bombay should have been top. Chaos should have won. Jada can stay top as well, just not win. And then, yeah, I think Fierce Delicious should have been safe, but I think that they just focused on her story so much this episode that they had to have that moment. It was it was very much, as you said, like about last season, it's very much the geometric storyline where um, you have the the loud, confident queen um, yeah. who they need to make, have a little bit of a, a shock and be in the bottom. I mean, geometric's outfit last season was so horrible. She should have gone home, but... It was not the best. It was definitely not the best. All right. We're going to head to what I call Untucked Junior. Uh, the safe queens <laughs> want to cheer and discuss. Uh, Shelzon is going to be the potster and ask, who do they uh, think need the most help? And they're going to count to three and all say Fierce Delicious. Um, if they say if she was stressed before, what will she be like now? And don't you worry. You're going to find out. Uh, she thought she was going to be red for filth, but they said she was beautiful other than her garment. And the other queens are like, What? what um and then leave it to her tiktok rival to ask if she's a beautiful bottom i mean obviously she's a bottom um but (laughs) 
Um, Halal says she's in the bottom and reveals that she got red, red. And Miss Mosu says she's also in the bottom too. And Vivian thought, I thought Toronto was the place to beat. Guess not with three Toronto queens in the bottom. Um, but we find out that Toronto is in the top as well with Jada Shada Hudson. And she is surprised. And this was the challenge that she was dreading. Boom, boom, got good critiques, and she thought she was going to be red as well. But Chaos says she was scared shitless as she is confident in her drag, but sewing is not her strong suit. She is slowly building her confidence and believing in herself. And I'm just getting this edit where I'm like, we're going to fall in love with her. They're, and Brooklyn's going to chop her at the wrong moment. I can feel it. I can I, I can already tell. Like, this is... This is me watching the show of every fucking franchise knowing how this show works. It's not a cookie cutter, but you know that the fans are going to find someone that they're going to fall in love with, and it's chaos. I um, think that she deserves that. Good for her. I, she, I, I mean, I don't have any bad things to say about her. She's a very nice person. She's the same on, like, I don't know. That's I, important. That's important being the same on television as you are off the screen. I never like knew Stephanie Prince before she got on. Like, she, I don't know. We just ran with different crowds and there was like past beef between my family and her family. So like, I just didn't know her very well. Yeah. Um, since seeing her on TV, like I don't, I can't, I couldn't tell you if she's different or not. Cause I didn't really know her beforehand, but she's also very nice, but chaos, like, I don't know. We've spent hours together while she like does my hair and stuff or did my hair. Um, and she's the same person. She That's like so poor, cool. She's just quiet. She's nice. She she's she likes to watch things quite often. Like she she's kind of a wallflower in some aspects, but it's smart. Yeah, I appreciate that. That's kind of how I am, especially in social situations. Um, Me as well. Well, we're gonna get a round of applause for the tops and prayers for the bottoms. Um, Irma will ask if anyone disagrees with what the judges say and Bombay will say that Halal should not be in the bottom I love this and this is also going to start a little bit of drama um, because she, when she's asked who should be in the bottom then she points to Fierce Delicious but Shelazon clarifies in her monotone voice that the question was who should be an alternate bottom and now Bombay is like may I not answer this question now please because um, she knows she put the it, answer was her she was trying to well, stir the pot. Yeah. Um, but I don't think Bombay was willing to make drama. She just wanted to stand up for her drag mom. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Bomb's all, I've also interacted with Bomb a few times and she's also very nice. And well, she can be shady, but I think that she knows <laughs> that um, Sheila's almost just looking for a moment to like get yeah, some shit going. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because she, I think she knew that her outfit was not good and she wanted somebody to say it so that she could defend herself. Absolutely. And now we're going to have Kimmy ask Miss Fierce Delicious how it feels like being the first girl to go home. And she went there. She really is starting boof, beef. Boof. (laughs) Um, Boof. If somebody said that to me, if I was in that situation and somebody said that to me, girl. Especially knowing you don't know. Yeah, you know, knowing what the situation is. Mm -hmm. I would. Yeah. I don't know. I know that you get like kicked off drag race now if you fight somebody, but if somebody said something like that to me, I might yeah or i would just like pass out i'd be like that's so rude bye yeah no i would see black and not know what happens until um i woke up probably with blood on my hands i don't know if it would be blood or if i would have just <laughs> fallen out of my chair yeah because i would have been like oh. fierce will say that they're underestimating her and they do not know what she's capable of and again me looking at the edit 
uh, she's a long hour. I can I can just feel it. She's going to be here quite long. And again, the show, you, y'all got to, if you don't want to know how the show is going to end, stop watching reality TV because it's becoming more evident as the seasons go on. Yeah. I mean, well, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not gonna say I know how the season goes, but girls talk. The only the all I'm gonna say is if you if you're not watching Drag Race France, uh, this is a spoiler, but did not expect Cam Hugh to get eliminated. Um, I she did. I was like, this is not computing with the the mathematical cookie cutter Drag Race. What did you do? They were the only person that I like cared about going into Drag Race France because I was like, they have the best face going into Drag Race Literally. that I've maybe ever seen. And they're all of the outfits that they were wearing were so nice. And I was like, okay, they're top two. And then I saw that they're in the bottom and I was like, okay, they're not going home. And then they did. Shocker. It really was the art Simone of um, Drag Race France. It was like, don't say that name around me. (gasps) Oh no, do you not like art Simone? I'm willing to start beef about this because she was so rude to me at DragCon. Oh no. Yeah, I oh. and I like I hella stood up for her to like everyone that was like, why did she come back to down under? Like, and I was like, she's the biggest name that they had. Like, they needed her to stay. Like, it was a business decision. And yeah. then I met her at DragCon and just bad vibes was like really not nice to me. Made me like stand at her booth for like 15 minutes while she was talking to somebody else to take a photo, which like I get it. Like, your friends are coming to DragCon, you want to see your friends. But I had been waiting to take the photo before the person came up and there was nobody else at the booth. Mm, okay. All right. You know what? I, I understand that. And they're definitely like, listen, you you were at Dracon, you know, the stresses of that, yeah. but yeah, that's not cool. That's I mean, cool it's also the, like the fact that she like did not make eye contact with me. Didn't even say hello. Just went, Oh, I should probably type this picture. We stood. The person took one photo. It was blurry. And I was like, okay, that's kind of rude. Whatever. Like I paid for the t-shirt. Um, and then she, like, I, 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 like, she just kind of like pushed me away and I was like, okay, cool. Like, well, I'm sorry that happened. Like, That's not like, cool. Meeting the girls when you're not there in like a different aspect. But then immediately I went over to Tace with, um, my other drag mom, Nada and Tace was so amazing. So sweet. So nice. Her photographer took six photos, landscape and portrait. And I was like, okay, so art someone's just a bitch. Yeah, okay, I can I can see that. I did not get a chance to uh, have taste on the podcast. I was very upset, uh, but she did interrupt my interview with Angina, uh, which was fun. I was like, I'm gonna come to you tomorrow. And then her and horror don't show up. I was like, oh, you're both hungover. I got it. I mean, they. <laughs> I was. I will say, horror and taste were both angels. Like yeah. so nice, so nice. Yeah, there. I I did not have any issues with really anybody. There was one interview that I had a negative experience with. There was only two queens the entirety of Drag right, DragCon that I met that I was like, hmm, and one of them was Art Simone. I... All right, all right. She has, right. A, if she would like to amend this in one day, or if I ever, like, see her and she's actually nice to me, I will take it all back. But that was just such a, like, horrible feeling experience as somebody that, like, definitely, like, kind of had to champion for them because nobody wanted to see them come back. I agree. I mean, I was definitely the champion for them as well. Um, I mean, I obviously had a, a, a great experience with her at DragCon, but when yeah. you wear that thing that says press on it, you do have a different experience. Yeah. Um, and also I realized like my assistant helped me get a lot of interviews because he was attractive 
and that is the was the running theme of the podcast where almost every interview you would hear oh my god your assistant's so cute or he's really hot but it's fine i get it it's a thing um but hey that's how gays are sometimes right i mean yeah i definitely <laughs> noticed a difference in the way that i was treated at the booth on the days that i was in drag and out of drag yeah all right well Shelzon is going to tell Fierce that she started to lose her confidence as the day went on and then tells her to take this time to have a good time lip syncing. Shade. Ooh, where's that, that rattle? Where is that rattle? Ooh. It's the judge just is, so aggressive. Like they never very aggressive. And she all of a sudden is like, hey, haha, fuck you, go home. Literally. Um, yeah, that was that was a little rude, but the judges have decided that Lady Boom Boom is the winner of the week. She wins a cash tip of $5,000 courtesy of Palm Holdings. Uh, Jada Shed Hudson, Chaos, Miss Fierce Delicious are safe. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. I guess this, with this trio, I would have been fine with this as the bottom two. Um, also, Fiercey Poo doing that fake cry thing and then faking it out. That bitch. Come on. I loved it. It was it's- so funny. Also, everyone's like, Fierce isn't smart. That's so smart. She's Brilliant. funny. She's, she knows how to make good TV. Yeah. The song is Beauty and the Beat by Justin Bieber featuring Nicki Minaj. Uh, what an odd song choice for a solo duet. I have been waiting for this song. And I was like, <laughs> if they do it without the Nicki Minaj, I, like, I, I, want this, I wanted this song. I wanted this song. I is wanted this a song you perform? No. But I wanted the song. No, I've been waiting for a Justin Bieber lip sync. I thought we were going to get Baby because it has probably the cheapest rights. Um, but they they shelled out the money for Nikki too. And I honestly am so disappointed. It was boring. Yeah. Um, well, Miss Mose, who's clearly a well-versed lip syncer, she knows how to move her mouth. But um, I enjoyed watching Halal more, but more. both of them just didn't fit the song. No, I, and I think anyone could. And having the build of the Justin part, because I mean, it was so when he was a little kid, so it kind of sounds like a woman, so it works. Right. Um, to the Nikki part where you can just like absolutely go wild. Yeah. I wa- I literally, you can ask any of my drag friends. They've been like, oh, like what kind of what song do you want to lip sync to on Drag Race? And I've always said Justin Bieber because most of the Canadian artists that they choose kind of suck either Justin Bieber or like Avril. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But I wanted this song it. specifically with the Nikki verse because the keep gotta keep it out of Selena is so good. Yeah, uh, they just bombed it. But in the end, Miss Mosu stays as Halal Bay is eliminated first. Now I want to ask an interesting question. Do you think the androgyny of Halal in this look caused her to be booted? No. Okay. I, th- I mean, I think it was, I guess the mustache plays into the androgyny, but I think the mustache is a little bit distracting, mm-hmm. not in the way that it's a, like a masculine feature, in the way that it does just kind of, the the shape of the mustache with the shape of her lip is like kind of difficult to watch, if that makes sense. Like it's hard to focus because they kind of move on their own, like it's three separate entities. And I think it just kind of gets a little confusing yeah it was it was interesting because it was not what we normally see on drag race and i'm not discrediting um bearded queens of any type because there are incredible 
bearded queens, but they all highlight their facial hair in a way that I don't think Halal Bay did. And that's where I felt there was a slight disconnect in this performance because yeah, we saw her earlier in the dress version of this look and it was still a drag queen. This one didn't, this, this felt more of a drag King, not saying it isn't, um, but the, the feminine features weren't as present as they were in the other look. I think it was still a very feminine shape. I think it was also like the way that the sort of hood thing hung because she tried to make hair like strips of hair out of fabric. Yeah. But it sagged on the back of her head. So it kind of just looked like a bald cap. Whereas if that had been like on the top of the head. Right. Ponytail. I, I, yeah. It's giving Ariana. Ariana well, I have some burning questions to wrap this podcast are you ready oh yeah what is halal's legacy um i mean i would say like family i don't want to say fucking jada because or possibly (laughs) fucking jada because that's like a shitty legacy to have but i feel like people are just gonna like her and bomb are probably gonna get booked together and they're gonna get to like live their little drag family fantasy yeah, and I think it's also important to remember, like the the moment that she did get to share about her experience as an immigrant, yeah, and I, I think that from yeah, Egypt, that also. that's huge. Visibility is important, and being able to and have a soundbite for your story to be shared to someone who needs to hear it, yeah, so important. And I think that was great to have Hual there. Um, and I hope I get to hear more of her story in the future because I think she seems like a very yeah. interesting person. Oh my God! Another food name goes home first crazy mm-hmm. pork chop juice box lemon halal bay yeah they're ooh conspiracy they, now they can All go right. on tour <laughs> the food tour um food rocks we are getting an awards show next week of some sort um is geometric making an appearance are we going to get a moment of someone talking too much like an award show um who do you think is going to do well because this is a public speaking challenge clearly I think that Bombay might win because I could see that happening from what I know of these Queens, which is like, I only know like four of them. Um, Bomb like hosts her own shows and stuff. Like she was hosting, uh, are you smarter than on this, mm. not just on Twitch. And she's like a very good off the cuff, like speaker and host. She gets a little vulgar sometimes, but I think that that could be like, it's funny. Um, she's really smart. Like, I think she has a good shot. Um, I'm sure that Jada Shada will probably do well next week because, mm-hmm. like, she's been hosting for however long. Um, I don't know about Miss Chaos. I, I don't know if I've ever seen her on a mic. Actually, that's not true. Chaos is an amazing singer. So maybe... Oh, cool. She used to host karaoke nights, but I just, like, never went because it was, like, a Wednesday. So I was like, uh, no. But... <laughs> She, she's an amazing singer, so maybe... I hope that she gets to show that also. If if she goes home, if she makes it all the way, if there just happens to not be a singing challenge this year, I hope that somehow she gets to show that because she's an incredible vocalist. Yeah, I think the, the ones you mentioned are going to do well next week. I'm mostly worried about Shella Zong because um, she's very dry. And the same with Miss Mosu. Like, I do not want... I, there's nothing appealing about listening to her talk. Uh, yeah, so I'm a little nervous. Boom, boom. Because yes, her well, ESL, boom, boom, yeah, ESL tings. That's 
yeah, that's going to be the issue there. Um, but it could be funny if you can make it work and, and make it um, part yeah. of the humor, then it, then you can be great. But I don't know. Honestly, I think this is a fun season. I'm very excited by this cast and the potential that this cast has. Um, I know mm-hmm. in the trailer we've seen a lot of drama is going to be a brewing, so let's get ready for that. But I'm I'm glad to have the Canadians back. This is one of my favorite franchises. Isn't it funny that everyone thinks Canadians are nice, and then we have like the, right? the shadiest, meanest <laughs> fights, like it's Jimbo just, being like, it, "Your lace looks like barf," is like still just has, so funny. No matter where you're from, the gays we're all mean. That is true. I feel like Canadian gays are a little more mean. Well, where can we find you on social media? Um, any money sharing apps Ooh. and any projects you want to share? Um, I think I believe I'm at Tana T A N A underscore Nuff N U F F underscore on most social medias. I'm on the Twitter, the Instagram, the TikTok. Um, any projects? Uh, not really. I don't know. I'm kind of vibing right now. I'm doing a lot of traveling. Um, not for drag just for like fun not being in quarantine anymore um i don't know we have like uh the nuffs and our like extended family felicia bonet have a pretty cool photo set coming out with a local photographer so that should be very interesting and very cool i don't know when it's coming out i probably in like september october though so gotta wait for that one all along you'll be able to see it yeah I don't know. I'm just vibing, living my life, waiting for casting for season four. (laughs) There it is. Well, it was such a pleasure having you on the podcast. I can't wait to have you on again. Thank you for having me. I'll come back anytime. I love talking shit about these people that are way more famous than I am. (laughs) A huge thanks to Tana for coming on. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review while you're there. And don't forget to visit buymeacoffee.com slash blog talk to show support for the pod. If you have any questions or comments, Drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. Mm-hmm.